Hey, good morning, but everybody as well. Happy Friday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day of week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining us. Today is a bittersweet day on the boost. Why, you ask? I'll tell you why. Because for the past year and a half, every single morning, almost every single morning when we got on the boost, there was one person who did it with me. It's the indefatigable wizard behind the show, the one and only Andy Boltax. Today is Andy Boltax's last day. Andy will be moving on to bigger and better things. And he will be leaving us in his position of the show. Hopefully he will continue being a part of the show. Um, But in his role of wingman par excellence, wizard, uh, he will be uh, moving on. And so I got to tell you, it is difficult for me. And uh, I'm really going to miss him. So Andy... Uh, I want to tell you personally, thank you for all the time that we did spend together, all the craziness that I put you through, all the stuff that nobody knows about, all the times where things weren't working, all the mornings where you asked me where I was and it was 8.59 and you had the cool, calm and collected composure to believe that I'll show up at nine, the roads, the times that we did it everywhere else, every step of the way really you were there from the beginning and you were one of the driving forces for this show and so it will not be the same without you we miss you we love you and we thank you and so please join me in thanking andy from wherever you are uh andy is really they don't make him like andy let me tell you something they do not make people like andy it was a real honor to have you when we had you and we will never ever be the same without you we love you Andy, and thank you for all that you do for us and you did for us and so the boost uh just wants to say thank you we've been talking about this concept of yeah you will be missed there's no question we've been talking about this concept of being effort-based versus results-based i'm going to try to maintain my emotional composure here to finish the show strong though i'd rather just reach into the screen hug andy and sort of you know wave and call it but we're gonna be strong we're gonna be strong effort 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 what it's like to live a world. We spoke yesterday about this concept and we've been talking about it and we're doing it slowly on purpose. And the reason is because you can get this in your mind all day, but it doesn't really mean much. It doesn't translate into your heart. You have to live it. You have to force yourself to see the world this way, right? It's a paradigm shift, right? You remember the story of the bags of cookies that we tell over sure you've heard it i'll tell it super quick for those who haven't heard it yet super quick lady goes to the hudson news in an airport buys a magazine and a bag of cookies sits down and waits for her flight starts to eat the cookies turns around the next there's a man who sticks his hand in her cookie bag and she's like freaking out imagine at an airport 
Some guy puts his hand in your bag of cookies pre-COVID. And she doesn't know what to do. So she toughens up and she doesn't want to confront him. So she takes a cookie and he takes a cookie. And then she takes a cookie and he takes a cookie. And they're both, she just can't believe her eyes that this guy's like just brazenly eating cookies with her. As if she didn't, there's one cookie left in the bag and he reaches into it and she just, she, the steam's coming out of here and he breaks it in half and he hands her half of it and she just can't handle it. Grabs the cookie, gets online, waits for her, her zone, boards the plane, can barely breathe. He, the guy comes in afterwards and waves to her. He, she just can't believe the goal of some people. If she wasn't scared of this man. She would have said something, sits down. And after the plane starts to take off, she reaches into her bag to get her magazine and she pulls out, you know, what's coming her bag of cookies. She was eating from his bag the whole time. Paradigm shift. A second ago, he was the biggest animal she's ever seen. And a second later, he's the most generous guy she's ever met. See how that ships in a moment? See how now all the information about the world around you shifts if you can get the paradigm. This is a paradigm shift that takes a little bit longer to turn, but once you turn it, you're looking at a different world. Once you turn from, I got to get that result to, I got to put in a hundred percent to get out what's inside of me, right? When the goal is the accomplishment of something outside you or the emergence of what's inside you, once that shifts, the world changes. Now, the things that are that you're going after really are the means to use, use it as a way to bring out what's inside you. You would never, forget morals and ethics, you would never, you know, use an old test to get a grade because the only reason why you're taking the subject in the first place is to bring out the wisdom that's within. Who cares? You would never take a shortcut. You would never buy some get-rich quick scheme like you would never do that because the whole purpose of trying to increase wealth is to try to bring out the creativity and resilience and whatever that's inside you you would never compare yourself because each person has their own goal unless the comparison is driving you but then you would watch it to make sure that it drives you to greatness and not to terribleness and when you achieved something great you would never have the feeling of emptiness that takes place after it's over. These are all the ills of results-driven life. Now, we live in a results-driven world, fine. And we're not going to change that. Like, really, we're not going to. Societies that have come up to be like, how about we do that? It doesn't really go. Like, communism didn't really work. It doesn't really work to shift the physical world. Like the physical world works the way the physical world works. Just accept it. We shift the inner worlds. Our job is to create space for spirituality within the physical world. God said, listen, food, procreation, rest. These are all things 
that seem to be non-physical, but it's not true. It's just really hard to engage in these things because you can totally mess them up. You can take food and turn it into its own religion. You can take the interrelation between man and woman and turn, you can do these things, but I got to put you in a world and you have to have an inner world. That's you. You are the inner world. And when you are an inner person, you infuse the spirituality into the physical world. Don't change the physical world. Elevate the physical world. Don't sit around and go, I can't believe schools are like this. That's how schools are. The more we are in our people, the more we are going to influence the world around us. But the work really is inner. Yesterday, we spoke about this idea of being an inner person. An inner person has a world that's just theirs. An inner person has a world that the that is that is private. They work on things that no one really knows about. Maybe a loved one, but maybe nobody. There's a world that exists just for them and God. And that world is a world that is hidden. And because it's hidden, it's protected from results. So if you're searching for a goal or result in the hidden work, you know it's not because the world around you made you do it. It's because you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for what you believe your purpose is. So if your goal is to be kinder and you are doing things of kindness and you're not then putting it all over the world, but you are growing your own inner kindness muscle, you are protecting yourself from competing with someone else as to who is going to look better and you're actually doing inner work and you're becoming, you're bringing out what's on the inside. You're effort-based because no one's going to know your results. I once heard a really powerful concept that is very hard for most normal human beings. This, this rabbi said to me once, life, life or being a person, so to speak, being a great person, is like being an iceberg. You see an iceberg, it looks big in the water or small in the water. But almost always, whenever you see an iceberg in the water, whatever you see is a fraction of it. Underneath the water is something that is so much larger than that which is above the water. Great people are like icebergs. Whatever you see is a fraction of who they are. Because along the way, they develop this idea that I don't have to share everything with the world. I don't have to always win in a game that people are watching. I don't have to measure my own life's success based on things that other people can look at and judge. I have to have a piece of me that is hidden. This happens a lot with wealth. 
you see people, let's say a person lives in a certain size home. For one person, the cost of that home really is a fraction of their net worth. For another person, the cost of that home is beyond what they can afford, but the debt that they place on that home is overwhelming. So they extend themselves beyond what they can afford, borrow the rest, and now live in a world where the debt never ends. This is, I mean, for those of you, this is how it works, unfortunately. In communities of wealth, there are people that can't afford the objects of wealth. Happens everywhere. And so they have no choice because they identify themselves with wealth. So they have to buy things so that others can see them as part of the club, but they can't afford it. So they borrow, but the debt on this thing never ends. And they end up living a life, a life, always paying down some loan. So if you look at it, it's a, it's, they're, they're inversed. One person is buying something, regardless if that's a good or bad choice. They're buying something, which is a fraction of their net worth. They can afford it. Should they buy or not? It's a different story, but they can, other person, it's the other way. And that's happened. That happens in life. Sometimes there are people that are really doing great things and they don't really feel the need to constantly share with everybody. Because they have managed to develop a satisfaction of knowing that they're doing it. They have a real relationship with God. And they know that if God sees it, that's good. That's enough. And if God and maybe my family, like, I don't need more than that. There are people like this. Where 90% of their, so to speak, work is known by just a few people. And a People know about a little bit about what they do. See this a lot of times, unfortunately, when you see sitting Shiva, we see someone sitting Shiva for a parent or whatever. This happens a lot. See someone sitting Shiva for a parent. Parents is great individual. And they're sitting Shiva and people start walking in. They're like, who are you? Like, what do you mean? He did this, your father did this, your mother did this, your grandmother did this, your grandfather did this. And all of a sudden the people are going, we never knew that. And if you, if you can almost look into the heart of the person, that the level of respect, we didn't know that. He didn't tell us that. She didn't tell us that. That means that they've been doing kindness and for so many years and they got no objective results from it. Nobody honored him for it. Yeah, they're inner people. Doesn't mean you can't share with your family. Doesn't mean you can't share with your friends. Doesn't mean you can't be honored. That's all good. But what's the, what's the most of it? If we can look at our lives and say, inner, outer, how much is above water? How much is below water? And that's, that's only kindness. How about moments of restraint? 
Have a time where you could do something, but you don't. How about moments where nobody knows and you could do something that's not wrong, but a little wrong, and you don't? That's tremendous. That's a tremendous level. And nobody knows. That's what it's like to live in the world of effort. We live in the world of the inner. We develop an appreciation and a mindfulness that what takes place in my inner world is even more valuable than what takes place in my outer world. And the work that I do on myself to bring out the soul that is within, even if nobody knows it's worth it. And when a person lives this way, I'm, I'm not saying it from experience. I'm saying it from what I learned from people greater than me. Nobody should think that like, I'm like a, doing, I'm a regular dude. I'm sharing it from people that are greater than me that I learn from. When a person lives this way, they live a different life. They're not thrown by the world as much. They're also not very impressed by the world as much. I've, I've been in these rooms where people, I've known people like this and other people come in and on paper, they're so much more impressive. And I can see in the eyes of these people that they respect them, but they're not overly impressed. They're not like Gaga. Like these people wouldn't be like, standing online to scream the name of like their favorite celebrity because they were like, you know, in a movie. You hear what I'm saying? Like they can appreciate sports, but they're not going to like lose it. If the athlete that knows how to catch a pass is going to like walk into their world. These people are inner people. They'll sooner respect that guy in the corner, that woman that nobody knows because they'll see it in them. You see this with parents sometimes that have challenging children. There are parents that have multiple children that are challenging. I don't mean like they don't do their homework challenging. I mean like developmental disabilities. I mean mental health challenges. I mean, and these are parents that nobody knows about and they're grappling with real things. They're absolute heroes, like par excellence, and nobody knows. They're regular people, but there's nothing regular about that parent. I've been to Orlando for whatever reasons twice in the last month. Twice in the last month. For whatever reason, I've been to Orlando in like two years, and I didn't go to Disneyland. On both occasions, when you get off Orlando, everyone, like 98% of people are going to Disneyland. And like me, I'm going to like the, you know, the hotel, whatever I was going to, the conference center for, the, for a few hours. In both cases, I saw parents with kids of disability, of different types, taking them to Disneyland. And I'm, I'm, there's like a little train that you go from like the airport to like the terminals. In both cases, I'm God put me on a train with these types. I'm looking at them and I'm like, can I get your autograph? Like I'm watching you. You're about to walk into Disneyland. Can I get your autograph? You're a hero. No one's giving you, people won't know them because they're inner people. And the problem is they don't even know it. 
they don't even know that they're heroes, that they're giants. We have to develop this because if this is not our focus in life, we're missing it. We have to start to shed the image of success as being that which gets the most results. We have to start to become people that would rather be the one that gets the B, but that really grows in the subject than what than the one that gets the A because they were born with the ability to memorize more or they got some kind of hookup and they knew the test. We have to develop eyes to see those heroes everywhere. To see and to aspire to be people that are 90% underwater. Because when you do that, you now live in this world, but you don't live in this world. You elevate above the world. Okay, this is a lot to talk about. Okay, we're just getting going on this. All right, everybody. Ah. It's that time of the week. It's almost Shabbat. Wherever you are, whatever your practice, whatever your denomination, use the weekend, use Shabbat to think about this. To think about inner, outer, being, doing. All the things, society, just look at it. Look at the people that you love and respect the most and see, just draw these connections. We'll grow with God's help together. Andy, what, are, what, what can I say? There are no words to describe my feelings for you, my love for you, my appreciation for all that you are and all that you do. We love you. We're going to miss you. And please join us as a, as a civilian, if you will, on the show. You'll always be a zeal. Join us. And, Thank you, Charlie. Um, that was Andy. That was the voice of the great Andy Voltex, everybody. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to seeing you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. And with God's help, we'll see you next week.